you were telling us before we started recording that you've owned hundreds, hundreds of Volkswagens, hundreds. And so, I mean, like single cab, double cab, 23 windows, double cab, single cabs, panels, 15s, 13s. I've had them all. <laughs> Everything everybody wants to pay top dollar for now I used to have. Huh. Sundial campers. I had a sundial camper that was killer. Really? It's a 65 red and white, like the one you guys had in that other, in that picture I saw. Yeah. Except it was a sundial, so it had the, the red and white striped awning on the side and that crazy... That is Jamie Millard, a bus collector near Nashville, Tennessee, who has as many stories as he has vehicles. And we are Ryan and Miracle, and this is So You Own a VW Bus. We stopped near America's most musical city because Jamie contacted us when we first set out and said, Hey man, I have a bus that has saved two lives. Instantly, we knew we needed to get this story. And we got more than we bargained for. As it turns out, Jamie is also an accomplished musician. And chances are you've heard his work. Primarily, I play for a guy named Ryan Weaver. He's a country rock artist. 21-year military, retired, two-time gold star. So he's got a pretty serious story, but we hang out with a lot of veterans, a lot of great people. Um, in 2019, I played a lot of the Slaughter dates for the band Slaughter, and I'm technically the bass player for Mark Slaughter's solo band. So I could do that. Um, I'm a session player. I do songs for people across the world. And because of social media, they all know the pink bass guy. <laughs> so as you saw out there, you know why. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, very cool. An impressive uh, collection of guitars. All pink. Yeah. It's an impressive collection of pink guitars. And he's had an impressive collection of EWs. Oh, my first bus was a 67 ambulance, European ambulance that I got from a guy. He had taken the transaxle out and just left it and was using it as a storage barn. I got it for 200 bucks. It was green. It was uh, Delta green and white. I think it was Delta green. Yeah, so 67. And it had the cutouts for the ambulance in it. I had 15 at one time was the most I had at one time. 15. 15 in all buses but one Beetle. The Beetle was the driver, and I had a, I had a 59 Combi that was painted in Woodstock. Like, it was hippied out. I mean, it had the Beetle Sergeant Peppers painted on the front. I can't remember where I put the pictures or I'd show you. But it was around here. It was sitting in front. It sat in Nashville in front of a, uh, a tie-dye shop for years. It was called Stone Mountain. And I swapped the guy two other dead buses for that painted up 59 combi. And we threw a motor in it and did the brakes and whoosh, off we went. All the millions of dollars that have passed through. You know I mean, is there a feeling of regret there? Or? No, because no, I mean, it seems like even with guitars and stuff, it, it's almost like, okay, I've done this. They were not like, they were not like, ooh, I gotta have a bus or I gotta have this guitar or whatever when I had them. And timing I, it's like it's like being trendy without trying to be trendy you know something's going to get value but you don't think about it you don't care because you're in the moment and then you have hordes and scads and stashes of things and then you kind of go eh, and you get rid of it all which is what i did there's there's three things going on right now and then if you want to get into the stories of them i can do that yes um those three that are sitting outside well first let me say this the purple bus um, the purple bus drove in here, stayed. It was two grand. Okay, lock, stock, and title. Done. Okay, 
Uh, the rest of that story will come shortly. Um, the white bus that's out there was part of four, a deal that I picked up. I bought four bays. There was uh, 269s, a 68, and that's a 71. And so I didn't keep them all, obviously. So all four of them were chock full parts. Like, literally, we opened them up, inventoried everything. The Samba became my best friend, and we sold all of it. And I went to swap meet and got rid of the rest of it. That paid for all four buses. And then I subsequently sold off the other three, and we kept that one because that was the best body of the four, the white one. How's that? That's pretty good. As Jamie mentioned earlier, there are stories behind these buses that sit in his driveway, including how one of them saved two lives. Okay, well, you want me to tell you the story of the bus? Yes. Okay, because that'll, that'll answer your question. Okay, so let's, the purple bus, just to give you the parameters of it, it's a 68. Somewhere in its life, it had a front endo, so it's got a 78 nose on it. So it's got high turn signals instead of the low lights. Uh, it was originally a white Westie. Tags. You know, M plates will tell you everything if you know how to decode them. It's got a standard 1600 in it, single port. I can't even tell you the last time it was rebuilt because the guy I got it from told me the story of when he had it. Um, it was on every dead tour from mid-80s to 94. There's stickers all over it that are dated. And there used to be more, but he said some of them his 13-year-old daughter couldn't handle, so he took them off. But there was, that, that bus has a dead history. And it went everywhere. So when I got it, uh, he started to tell us all about it. And he actually initially put it here just for me to work on it for him. And he's like, well, I'm being transferred out of town. I don't know if I can take this. So Sean, my younger son that you met, he says, I'll buy it from you. And then he's like, you seriously want this junk? He's like, yeah. So he said, well, okay, let me tell you the story. So he told us the story of the dead shows. He was a deadhead of sorts. And he bought the bus from two guys in Sacramento, California. Um, who were also deadheads. And the bus was dead. He rebuilt the motor. His dad passed away, so he didn't know what to do with life, so he scooped up his savings, got in the bus, off he went. So he went and just lived in his bus, lived in that bus for a while. Um, he said he was driving down a road one day, somewhere, and he heard a voice in his head that said, you're on the wrong road. And he pulled over, and the next thing he says, I, he said he turned the bus around, went home, parked the bus, and went to school. Now he's a Methodist minister. Huh. There's one. Remember, I told you the bus saved two lives. Right. His was first. So he was telling us the story, and, you know, amidst some tears, because he said it, that bus was such an important part of his life, because his dad, with his dad passing and him not knowing what to do, and then hearing, and his life changing... That bus meant a ton to him. So when we got the bus, he said he, he explained all of this. And he said, through teary eyes, he said, if you promise me you'll love the bus like I have, I'll sell you the bus. My son stuck his hand out, shook his hand. He went inside. He and I consummated the deal. I had the title. Off he went. Bus stayed. And then, this is part two. My son said, we came down here, just big grin. I said, what are you smiling about? He goes, I knew it would stay here. I said, why? He said, because I asked God for it. We didn't know that he was thinking about taking his own life. That bus kept him from killing himself. Two. 
bus. Okay? So that's why that bus is important. And it's become kind of an attachment in the family. Of course, it has its quirks and stuff because there's not a straight panel on it. You can't be rolling dead shows for 12 to 14 years and expect that it's going to be pristine. Nothing against deadheads because we all love them. So that bus has been, that's a survivor bus. And, you know, it is what it is. Wow. It would be really hard not to be attached to that bus. For sure. Since Jamie has owned such a plethora of buses, we asked him if he had a dream bus he hasn't yet found. Because I've had all the ones that everybody has a Jones for, I'm just happy to have what I have. And there's a, there's a, there's a level of contentment that comes with knowing that it's just there. Even if it's sitting in the driveway and you're about to cuss at a blue streak because it won't start or what have you, it's there. So yeah, there's no, there's no holy grails for me because I've had them. You know what? I think that I get that. Yeah, it seems like he has what he needs. Sean, we're glad you're here, and that bus ended up in your driveway on that day. Thank you to Jamie for sitting down with us and sharing his stories. You can find Jamie, the Pink Baseman, online. If you go on Instagram, it's Pink Baseman, P-I-N-K-B-A-S-S-M-A-N, all one word. That's the easiest way, and I'm on Facebook, too. And thank you to our sponsors, the Yamachowski Foundation and Go Westy. You can learn more about them by visiting our website, com. Until next time, friends. 